Hello everyone and welcome to episode 7 of Confessions of an IT Manager. I'm Joe and let's jump into this. I don't know if any of you spend a lot of time on places like MemeDroid, uh, but if you do, it's definitely worth the uh, comic relief to check out. Ran across a picture on there here a day or two ago, and it's actually screenshots from something. Uh, it's a program, it's a virus, and it says, is your credit card number in a hacker's database? You can easily find out now. All you need to do is enter its information here. We'll scan thousands of hacker databases to see if they have a, have matched yours. Like, that's actually how it is worded. Like, they're missing words right there. There's a field for your credit card number, your expiration date, your zip code, and like a little credit card picture next to it, and a big red button that says scan database. So the screenshots show if you did something like that, and the next one says uh, scanning da databases, and I, and I guess I should say the top of all these windows say Dixie Normus credit card security. So some weird thing. And anyways, uh, the screenshot says uh, now scanning database 1,343 of 3,728. Zero matches found. And then at the end it says success. Your card number did not show up in any of the hackers' databases. Guess what? It did now. If you see any programs like this, that pop up, you know, take some screenshots, have some fun with it, but don't enter your credit card information in it. I, I can't believe that people fall for this, but it happens all the time. Speaking of people falling for scams all the time, that's going to be our first topic of the day, and we will talk, secondly, about network switches. Since I've been promising talking about some networking hardware or just hardware in general, I kind of wanted to jump into that. We've been doing kind of a little bit of a series of life lessons, so to speak, in IT, and I uh, want to transition out of that for a couple weeks um, just to talk about some actual IT stuff. So starting off with scams... I wanted to talk just kind of in brief about them. We'll talk more in depth about scams coming up later, especially because October is Cybersecurity Awareness Month in the United States, and uh, we just want to cover that at that time and kind of dive into that more. We'll always incorporate it between now and then and, and even afterwards, but um, you know, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on it today. When you're watching out for scams, I mean, some are obvious like this picture that I was telling you about here at the start of the episode, but others aren't so much. But all of them, whether it's a phishing email or a scam or, or something like that, they all have some main things to them for the most part that they all contain. Um, something that's a shocking statement or raises a very curious question, whether that is, is your credit card hacked, uh, you owe us money, we owe you money, you know, everything like that. Um, some sort of statement that's going to get your attention. Then followed up by an action, you know, click this link, enter your information, do this, you know, and we'll get things taken care of. Either make sure that you don't owe us any money, make sure that you get the money we owe you, make sure that your credit card is safe. You know, it's the same thing with every time tax season in the United States here, the IRS scams that go around, it's basically the same thing. That They're trying to get your attention by saying that you owe thousands of dollars, but if you call them and go to the bank and pay them, you know, whatever you can afford to pay, they'll just write off the rest. Um, so it's kind of the same. Be careful in some of these. I mean, obviously there are the easy ones. I'm a Nigerian prince and I want to store $5 million in your bank account. 
the, everybody kind of laughs at those. Those are a very given scam, but there are some pretty in-depth ones out there. I always tell my staff to read through everything, hold their mouse over the links and emails to see what the real URL is in a pop-up window that will come up. And when in doubt, just forward it to me, you know. We can take a look at them. We have abilities to analyze these emails better. I mean, you, you know, and being in IT, we're all going to be trained a little bit better in spam and phishing emails and, you know, what the latest scams are and stuff. And if you need help in learning how to do that, then reach out. I'd be happy to teach you things. I'd be happy to tell you some extra resources. Um, probably another episode will get into some of that as well. But be careful out there. The flip side of the coin is is that, unfortunately, the same way that scammers are using um, you know, shocking statements and scary things to kind of prey on their victims, so to speak, so are companies that are sort of good. Uh, I get irritated every time I see this one commercial on TV where it's a uh, free dark web scan to see if your information has been hacked. It's kind of like this, except the difference is that, you know, they're not technically a scammer, I guess, is a good way to put it. They want you to do a scan with them and then, you know, sell you their software to help keep your computer safe. You know, I, I hate that commercial every time I see it because it is such a fake lie. It is just appealing to the keyword of dark web that happens to be going around right now when um, there is no way to actually scan the dark web. Um, that would be a good episode topic for down the road, uh, the difference between the public internet, the deep web, and the dark web, and so we'll get into that later sometime. But uh, if you see something like that too, that's honestly just just a propaganda, you know, scam type of thing that some companies using as a marketing technique to try and get more customers. So just as a heads up for you guys on that, just watch out for that as well. The other thing I wanted to talk about today was technology and specific talking about network switching and network hardware. So in a corporate environment, you know, you're, there's so many options out there and so many options that are available. You're going to just have to really think about what's going to fit your needs the most. If you have a large team of people and you have a full-time dedicated person to strictly networking, um, you know, that person is probably going to have their preferences, but some of those preferences might include stuff like, you know, let me just manage all the switches and don't worry about anything else versus, you know, a smaller shop might have uh, switches that are all cloud-based and you make one uh, one change to uh, something, a property of it, and it pushes it out to all the switches. There's not really a right or wrong answer. And it's really just going to be whatever you guys want to get, whatever you want to spend. Um, there's kind of uh, one end of the spectrum is ubiquity switches. If any of you are looking for a nice alternative that is uh, fairly affordable, we're talking uh, power over Ethernet, 500 watt, 48 port switch that is cloud-based managed for about 700 bucks, 750 bucks thereabout. Um, it's uh, basically Linux-based operating system, so you don't pay anything because it's all open source for the software and a uh, pretty nice interface. Uh, all the ubiquity stuff ties together. Um, one of the platforms I, that I've used and being in a smaller shop, that is definitely one I would suggest for smaller places. It is uh, just nice to have all that management centralized and in one place and you can just manage and change, make one change and worry about it and it will push it out to your network switches, your wireless access points, everything like that. 
flip side of the spectrum is when you start getting up into kind of like the Cisco high ends, um, you know, and then you start talking about $2,500 per switch or, or thereabouts. Um, you know, the added benefits, of course, are reliability, the, the hardware that's actually made in them, um, some of the features that they offer that other low-end solutions don't quite have. Um, but, you know, that's kind of up to you. You'll have to evaluate what your needs are. I would, I would definitely highly suggest, I guess is a good way to put it, that you look at layer two or layer three switches, layer three switches being better. What that does is it gives you extra layers of protection on your network because it does uh, better um, traffic scanning and packet inspection and on and on. We can get into that later. But um, going to give you a whole lot more protection on your network and uh, from hackers and attackers and viruses and even just other stuff. It will detect loopbacks and shut off ports. Um, Layer 2 does that, I think, as well, and sometimes that's just kind of a switch feature, but um, it's going to kind of benefit you, make your network run smoother, make your internal LAN networking run smoother. No matter what you get for network switches, um, and in addition to the suggestion I just gave you about layer two and three switches, um, there's some good general practices to use uh, when you come to networking, when you deal with your network. One is uh, I would highly suggest that you buy PoE switches, power over ethernet. If you do, I would suggest that you don't get those at under 500 watt. Um, the low power ones that you can get, there's a few out there that have lower power than that. By the time that you start trying to load down that 48 port switch with a bunch of like PoE desk phones, if you have a VoIP system or something like that, uh, you can actually overload the power supply in that and it will bring that switch down and you'll have to buy an additional power booster that plugs into the switch to help push that power out over the switch. It's just it's a whole lot of extra equipment, a lot more points of failure that you don't need to worry about. Um, so at least get 500 watt PoE switches. I would just highly suggest that whether you use PoE or not, you go ahead and just get PoE switches. Um, the reason being is that more and more devices are going to power over Ethernet, and at some point in the future, you're going to be happy that you did that. Um, so that's something to keep out for. Uh, another thing to do is uh, make sure that you continually update the firmware on your switches. Uh, you know, you could wait a little bit of time after it comes out just to make sure that you're not on the bleeding edge of technology, so to speak, where you patch a brand new firmware update that's been out for a few hours and it brings your network down type of thing. But um, keeping those firmware updates current and going is really going to help the security of your network. It's also going to help uh, performance issues with your network switches and uh, you want that network to run very well. One other suggestion I would have um, is... Uh, well, you know, I guess just general networking knowledge, you can't run copper over 300 feet or your signal degrades. Um, so that's one thing that I would keep in mind with that. And uh, if you, so you'll have to set up these remote cabinets everywhere. When you do that, um, think about the temperature of them. There are some great uh, rack mount fans in, out there that have auto temperature sensors in them, auto turn them, their own fans on or off or speed them up or slow them down based off of what the temperature is in your rack. Um, I've had one situation before where there was a, not an air-conditioned part of a building that had a rack and a switch in it kept overheating and uh, when we stuck a couple of those fans in there it kept it from overheating and every time that switch overheated it started shutting itself off or shutting off network connections. So, um, you know, keep stuff like that in mind. 
Also try and do at least a monthly cleaning. Get a, like a Swiffer dust pad, um, like a, the little wand one, and uh, get in there, get the dust out, um, and uh, that'll really help lengthen the life of your network switches. As always, guys, if you have questions or are curious about more information, don't be afraid to drop me a line, reach out to me, or anything like that. I'm happy to help you. I'm happy to talk about this stuff. We all have things to learn. Um, so, you know, I am certainly no expert in absolutely everything uh, just because we all have so much to learn. There's so many things in IT that we can learn, and, and the sky's the limit with it. Um, so keep up the great work. You guys are doing great. And let me know if you're curious about anything. The song I'm going to leave you with today is Speakers by Sam Hunt. A little different than the past few weeks that I've kind of kicked in a different genre. But uh, if you get a second, go check it out. Is Speakers by Sam Hunt. A little different than the past few weeks that I've kind of kicked in a different genre. But uh, if you get a second, go check it out.